Welcome to the Pursuit of Passion podcast, a podcast where I or Lighten share on inspirational topics all linked to the journey of following your passion. Sit back, relax and enjoy as you get all the information you need to lead a fulfilling career. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Passion podcast. This is another exciting episode. It's titled Embracing Your Journey. It's such an amazing one. A great conversation I had with Mike Omoni, who is the founder of the Common Sense Network, a media or news company catered towards the young audience. But amazing work Mike is doing. And we had such a phenomenal conversation, very inspirational one with so many amazing tips that will be helpful for you. He covered all sorts of stuff, the importance of enjoying your journey, especially as you lead a fulfilling career, follow your passion and really do your life's work. It was such an amazing time that I had with him. He covered things like being yourself, staying in your lane, the importance of building resilience on your journey and also learning from your mistakes as you go along. He mentioned things like collaboration, so many amazing things and I don't want to give away of course (laughs) but I will let you enjoy this conversation. I'm sure it's going to inspire you. So guys sit back, relax and enjoy. I do so many different things so no some days I'm literally sat in an office you know, doing admin stuff. Other days I am, you know, I've got a team of like 60 people that I'm trying to mobilize towards a goal. Um, other days I'm just in, a, in my room writing an article to be put on the Economist website. So I do lots of different things, but but the whole thing that brings it together is solving problems. I love a problem. I love structural issues and I love trying to build vehicles to solve them. Okay. So would you say you're passionate about solving problems then? Big time. Big time. I was that kid that would, you know, rip apart a, a like a, a Barbie doll and like try and figure out how it works. Barbie doll. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't mine. Let's not get carried away. It wasn't mine. Right? <laughs> but um, I, would, I, I would literally rip it apart. Then I'll put yeah. like another head on it, put a stick in it, just breaking <laughs> stuff, putting it back together again. That's always been me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's funny. Awesome stuff. Okay, cool. So you're passionate about solving problems. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so what would you say gets you going? I mean, like, what is it? What are you trying to achieve? Yeah, that's a that's a very big question. Um, it varies um, on different days, but I think the overall passion I have, um, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer in Jesus, um, and so my overall passion is to enjoy God um and right. to glorify him which i know to non-christians right. might be like well what does that mean well what that means is you know i believe i was made by god um and so um you know i was made to enjoy him so for me religion or understanding who god is unpacking you know spirituality that is by and far my main and ultimate reason for being on here and whilst I'm on here, God has kind of given me this thing where I spot problems very, very, like my team hates me for it because I always spot problems. Folks would be mm. like, it's done. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the fourth line. And they're like, what? And mm. I'm like, yeah, I see stuff that's wrong a lot. I've got a very critical eye, a very analytical eye. And so when I see problems in the world, whether it's injustice or it's, you know, lack of representation, it's mis- whatever you want to call it. You know, my, th- my thing is, whilst enjoying God, how do I build different 
structures that can solve all these different problems. Like honestly, that mm. is my that is my big passion. That's what gets me going is solving problems. Um, mm. You know, whether they're macro level or micro level, I, like that. Mm. That's just my thing. My thing. Awesome stuff. That makes sense, bro. What would you say are your biggest lessons so far? If you were to kind of summarize key things you've learned, I could imagine your journey is quite an interesting one. So, um, so far, what lessons have you learned on this journey? How long we got, brother? How long we got? We got 30 minutes, bro. (laughs) (laughs) If I can sum up my lessons. Well, with me, some of my friends call me robotic because... Um, I'm in my head, I'm constantly going over things and trying to, you know, make them more efficient, blah, 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 blah. So I literally have a list of a hundred problems I can go through. But I think the big life lessons, if you like, um, is I learned when I've lost a a few friends who've passed away uh, over the last few years. And and it's made me realize, unfortunately, uh, it's a shame that it took that to make me realize that life was super short. Um, uh, and that regret weighs more than fear. So, you know, I, I've got to just do things. Um, even when they don't make sense, you've got to just do things because, you know, that the regret of knowing you could have done something and you didn't do it when you're going through, I don't know, stages of chemotherapy or, 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 or things aren't going quite the way you want to go. Like that, that's a very heavy, heavy, heavy feeling. Whereas the fear you feel is, is, is almost just in your head. So, for instance, I remember when I went when I went to start the Commons Network, and you know, I did the cost, and I was like, "We're going to need fifty thousand pounds to get started." So, I went through my phone to see what uncle I could reach out to, and I restarted. I realized I didn't have any uncles. Would you believe it? Would you believe it? I had no uncles with fifty k. It's a shocker, but it happened. So, when I when I re- realized that, I was like, "Okay, cool. I need fifty k. I don't want to go to the bank because they'll basically take my soul." So, so where do I go? So I realized, okay, cool. We're going to have to do an online campaign. So obviously I'm, I'm black. So I was like online campaign, that's not happening. So the fear was palpable. My brother, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do an online campaign to raise 50. What if I fail? What if people would say that I'm begging for money? You know, I started thinking my mom would be like, what? Yeah, Mike, yeah, 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 you want 50,000 pounds from strangers? You know, that. And there was a lot of fear there. And I remember meditating on that and meditating on friends that I've lost. And I thought, well, what would they do? Well, they would do it because regret weighs more than fit. So we did it. We put out there. I was supported by a team of 100. Over 500 people gave. And we raised over 50,000 pounds in 50 days. And that wow. proved to me. So that was it was great to be able to have the Commons Network. And we've grown. And we raised more money and blah, 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 blah. But what was even greater was the fact that that maxim was vindicated for me, which is that regret weighs more than fear um you really can do anything you want so long as you believe it you've got some great people around you and you're willing to work like there's no tomorrow you you can get there um and yeah if i had to give you one that's been the big lesson so far i'm very much a go with it now i feel it i'm doing it because my best decisions come that way rather than when i'm too calculated and waiting for the right camera and the right this and the right that you're wasting your time you've got to just do it amazing regret weighs more than fear that is absolutely amazing that's that's a value bomb right there so for those that are looking to follow their passion that are struggling or they are um kind of demotivated this is a key thing to think about regret so that means the pain of regret is actually greater than the loss that you're going to experience by you fearing something. Yeah. 
And would you say that's helped you through your journey in different situations and different challenges you've been through? Big time, brother. Big time. I mean, one was that one, um, which was us raising money. But ever like since then, you know, with with our God given mission, which is our a Christian charity, I have the the honor of leading sixteen amazing trustees who are dedicated, devoted. You know, after doing missionary trips abroad, I remember kind of hearing from the Lord <laughs> that uh, we should do a uh, a retreat for 150 people. And I remember I told the team, like, guys, let's do a retreat for 150 people. And I remember people being like, uh, well, no, like, that's just that's just not going to happen. Um, and, you know, we shared it with the overall team and people like, you know, people like, yeah, let's do it. But I could I could hear behind their voice. It was like, mm, mm. <laughs> but hey, regret weighs more than fear. I was like, you know what? I want to do this thing. I really feel like we should. We did it. The people came. And I cannot tell you how many people's lives have changed. We're now about to do right. this year our fourth one for 200 people in Wales for five wow. days. Um, wow. Like, I, I cannot tell you how many people's lives have drastically changed through that kind of vehicle. And, you know, the only thing I haven't applied it to yet is my is my romantic life. <laughs> 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 Right. But in business, cool. in business, which is the topic of today, I need to stop getting distracted. Yeah, in yeah, bu- of course, in- of course. <laughs> <laughs> in business, um, it's definitely helped me. And in projects, it's helped me as well to just do things, to do it, to fail fast, to just go for it. I know it sounds really loose. You know, I- I'm aware of how I sound. I hate interviews because I listen to a lot of them. So I know when I, when I-, when I hear someone go, go for it, I'm like, Ugh, give me a break. But folks, I must tell you, it is true. It is true that there are some things you'll learn about yourself you learn about your process the process not from sitting down in your bed and theorizing but from getting involved and getting in the ring um you know you uh, you know you can't be a boxer that just watches uh, boxing videos and and draws mm. mind maps you got to get in the ring so mm. i've learned that the hard way that you know if you get into the ring you might throw some punches some might be lucky you know you never know what will happen but if you sit down and you're just a spectator well, that's when you really lose out, you know. Mm. That's amazing. You just said something. You you said you've got to really learn about yourself. And I think that's quite vital if you're going to go on the journey of pursuing your passion, especially for someone like yourself. You have um, an unconventional route. Um, obviously, you currently lead different projects and you, you run your own company. And obviously, after leaving university, I believe you went to university, didn't you? I did. I went. To, I'm still there now. I did a. I did an undergrad and I did a masters, and now I've started a PhD that's currently paused. Amazing, amazing. So your route is quite different from what many people are used to. Many are used to just going through the corporate route, take a get a job after uni, but you have a specific way of doing things, and that must have come from understanding and learning about yourself. So if you don't mind telling us, um, how did you go about learning about yourself? Because that's quite a key thing. Yeah. It is. It is. I think it's. The, I mean, I, I wish I could take all the credit for like myself, but my mum is definitely the, the the winner here. Um, you know, right. w- when I say all these different things I'm about to say, I want to make it very clear to people listening and folks listening back that I am in no way some sort of blueprint. Do not follow me, folks. Um, take inspiration, but do not because because I I have a very particular practice and I work a very specific way. And sometimes it actually can be a detriment, but at the same time, 
for me, it's how I know and how I interpret the world. My mum always told me to be myself. And I know that sounds like some kind of like, uh, uh, but honestly, I am myself. I am the same speaking to you now uh, in the House of Lords in front of a, a potential investor. I am the same person now. For some people, they'll be shaking their head like, and that's why I joke, you know, but but other people will be saying, <laughs> yes, Mike, um, because one thing one thing I'm good at is be myself. One thing I cannot do is pretend or try and be like someone else. So, so And that's just mum. That's just mum um, drilling that into me from very, very young. Shout out to mum. But, but more generally, through, through business, I think I've always been said to people, and this is very, very important. Uh, every month I do masterclasses about personal development. And just last month, I was telling someone, I said, we've got to be married to the outcome, but not the process. And what that means is, right. if, if we've got this massive vision and goal that God has given us, or we feel like we've kind of internally generated, lovely, put it on a wall and be married to it but be very loose and flexible on the process that gets you there. Because what often happens is if, you're, if you've got a business, a business is a living, breathing organism, and as such, it grows. And very rarely, ask all the greatest builders, is the business they end up getting the one they imagined when they began. So one has to be kind of malleable. And I've been like that. You know, I grew, I started thinking, Compton's Network, now I'm, I'm going to be sat down interviewing really big people like Oprah and blah, 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 blah. And that's not what I do now. Right now, I'm sitting down mm. doing emails. I'm meeting. It's just, it's terrible, right? But because right. I've got this vision, I'm able to kind of navigate the process and learn uh, along the way. And I think people need to be a bit looser when it comes to what they want to achieve. You know, the, the process will change, but you stay absolutely married uh, to the goal. So, so that's one of the ways I've really learned about myself is just taking the failures uh, learning from them you know i think someone said you have to take uh, criticism um seriously but not personally so you know right. every time i fail right. i learn from okay why am i failing what's this person saying about me but but detaching mm. myself from the process and allowing myself to grow along the way i am a very different guy now to the guy i was like two years ago totally different um, by virtue of having learned about what happened and not being stubborn and being supple and being adaptable. These are really kind of key things that I think for anyone trying to get a brand off the ground, you've got to be, otherwise you just, you're just going to fail pretty much. Right. Um, I hope that's a comprehensive answer. Definitely. So we're talking about learning about yourself. So you've said that the process of following your passion involves really learning about yourself. And then you mentioned that Learning about yourself involves learning from your failures and also being married to the outcome rather than the process. That means you are adaptable. Irrespective of what you go through in the process, you're learning the different things that works, the things that don't work because yeah. you're ultimately married and focused on the outcome. Absolutely amazing. Now, apart from that, bro, what mindsets would you say helped you along the journey? Well, mindset, big Big, big, big topic. So I hate to plug uh, stuff, but but honestly, uh, you know, the, these chats are lovely. And I'm so glad you're doing this because I believe that we've got to highlight the the middle of people's journeys more than the end. You know, everyone comes on, uh, talks, talk, uh, asking people who have like made it, quote unquote, um, about how they've made it. But the truth is we're all on the, in the middle of our journey till we die. We're all on a journey of becoming... So I'm so glad you're doing this. But but one of the major things I try to say to folks is 
you know, if, if you really want to know a lot of these things we're talking about and you want to get deep and dirty, if you like, you've got to come along to sessions where we can talk about we can talk about this for three hours, as it were. Some mm. of the masterclasses I put on, we spend three hours discussing all these different things. Now, there's some stuff I've said which I do, but there's so much more I don't remember or I don't really think about, which I can also unpack. So putting that out there, for anyone who's super interested, let, let's connect on a kind of more long-term level. Um, but in terms of mindset, so that came up because with mindset, I talk about it all the time. And as you know, you you, you don't train a mindset you know, in a 30-minute conversation. It's, it's, it's a lifetime committed to lifelong learning. Without kind of being too obvious, of course, one is resilience. It's very, very ha- uh, important to have a high stre- stress threshold. Um, I, I believe I have a high stress threshold, but I also think, um, you know, being able to take consistent knockbacks without losing enthusiasm is a massive skill that's underdeveloped in our current generation. Um, yeah. someone, someone said once that, I forget who, but they said that success is uh, found moving from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And one thing I see with some folks, and I want out any guys I mentor, but just generally are people who go, I did it once and it didn't work. And I'm like, okay. So like ideate. And they're like, yeah, but it didn't work. Okay, cool. So try again. <laughs> like try again. <laughs> if it didn't work, try again. Just be mm. resilient. Okay, cool. Learn mm. from the process. What's the the marketplace? I'm a libertarian. The marketplace never lies. If you put a product out and two people watch it, or you put a video out and you know there's ten people. Okay, why is it not catching fire? Learn from the. But people are so precious and sensitive that they're like, I will do the same thing for ten years over and over again. Well, no. Learn from the pro. Be resilient. So I think that resilient is 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 one key. Uh, strand I want to highlight. The other is linked to resilience. Is not taking things too personally. This is like this is my biggest pet peeve in the world. People take stuff mm-hmm. so personally. So, for mm-hmm. instance, you're my friend. You've made a podcast and you sent it to me to to share, and it's not good. So I don't share it. Don't take it personally. Ask me why it's not good. So then I can tell you, and you can make it better for the next time. I I, I just don't understand why people like have like a hundred friends and their podcast sucks brother if it's not working yeah like why is it not working ask your friends because at least they'll sugarcoat the advice but but just don't take things too personally you're not your product you're not your business Uh, you know if your friend leaves your company okay why did he leave uh people aren't buying it why aren't they buying it let the stats you know decide what's going on you know I, i tweeted something the other day which got me in a bit of trouble i said there are so many podcasts now. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm slating podcasts, but there's only podcasts, right? Some of us, when we when we announce we're doing a podcast, that's the most interest we ever get on a podcast. You know, you have a hundred retweets. <laughs> After that, the views are five, and every week it's, it's going down five, four, three, two. So ask yourself, why is that happening? Rather than being like, oh, people just don't, they just don't understand me. I'm too talented. No, no, no. You need to ask yourself, ask the audience what's going on, learn from it and become better. You know, I could go on forever, but I think those are two major things I want to highlight is resilience, um, but also not taking things personally and just allowing ourselves to grow. And the last one, I guess, if I had to pick one more, is probably collaboration. Um, I said Mm -hmm. it the other day on the topic of podcasts as well, is I know literally like 15 podcasts that do exactly the same thing that if they came together and shared their audiences, 
they probably would grow a lot faster than they're growing right now. Um, and I think, and I think collaboration and asking for help and leaning on other people is something we don't do enough because we're scared people are going to steal our ideas or we're scared that, um, you know, it's not going to grow or someone will get the, the fame and we won't get the fame. Listen, look at X Factor. Look at One Direction, right? One Direction came together. I remember if you guys watch X Factor, they were literally like six or whatever. They are four random white boys, random white boys. They look like the guy you'll see like in the queue and Greg's like just a bog standard white guy, right? They were put together by Simon Cowell. Yeah. And I remember watching them being like, I still don't see it. I don't, I don't see this. They then stuck together and became the biggest boy band in like, I think history or something or like whatever it was. And now they've split up and they're pursuing their own passions, mm. but they shared their, their platform for a long time. So why mm. aren't we as business owners or as brand owners willing to share an audience for, for two years? Some of us, one podcast and, you know, we, we have to have space because two people are stealing from you. It's like, nah, my brother, let's come together and share audiences mm. and then let's mm. grow. Let's split up and then, and then multiply Amazing. So many inspirational ideas, guys. So if you're on a journey of following your passion, these are some valuable tips that Mike has shared. He's covered things like the fact that regret weighs more than fear. So if you're holding on to any idea, just make sure that you don't allow your sense of fear get in the way. The regret that you would be feeling if you don't take any action should be greater than the fear that you're currently feeling. He's also talked about the importance of learning from yourself or being yourself, learning on the journey, being malleable, being flexible and adaptable, being married to the process. Uh, it said some really valuable things, guys. I really hope this really helped you. Someone's asking, Mike, right? So you seem like you do a lot of things on a daily basis. And they're asking, how do you spend your 24 hours? Well, I mean, technically it's 23.8 or so, but, but you know... <laughs> I'm just going to lose her. Yeah, so again, with this one, I wouldn't recommend you do this, but for me, this is what works, and I am a stickler for this. So come what may, this is pretty much how all my days go, bar a couple where, you know, something crazy happens. Um, I'm pretty much in bed by 10.30, pretty much. Uh, I'm up at 4.30 pretty much every day, um, and from 4.30 uh, to 5, I kind of reply to people, do emails, whatever it is I need to do kind of urgently. Um, 5 to 5.30-ish, I'm spending time alone doing spiritual stuff. And then 5.30, I pretty much leave the house um, to get to the gym for 6. I gym 6 to 8 pretty much um, every day bar weekend when I've got a different schedule. But go to the gym. Um, finish at eight from eight till nine i have a meeting because i'm i've got about four projects that are kind of in critical stage right now so i have a meeting with with my teams on skype or whatever it is from eight till nine i start work at nine uh nine till pretty much eight i think i work nine, nine to eight something like that i'm doing you know running around meeting clients working meeting with staff whatever it is and then at eight till nine i'll go home and then pretty much nine till 10, I'll have me time. Just It really is a me time. It's just me doing more emails or whatever it is. And then I'll go to bed at 10 and then sleep at 10.30. That is pretty much my day, unless it's a weekend where I'm traveling somewhere or I'm doing like I host Bible studies at mine and, you know, lots of just stuff on Saturdays, as you, as you can imagine. 
But that's that's my day, and I do that because it's a sacrifice. I don't like sharing it too much because it sounds like I'm making something out of it. But it's just a sacrifice for me to do everything I do. I there's just not enough time for me to kind of be wake up at you know eight and you know work till five. There's just there's no time. Um, even now, like this is really important. Otherwise, I definitely wouldn't be doing this. I'd be doing you know, something. Um, so yeah, no, th- 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 that's what works for me. But I've, I've played around with a couple of routines and now I've found one that really works. So for me, sleeping at 10.30 is perfect for me. And also waking up at 4.30, it's like it's it's in my blood. Like I literally, every 4.30, I'm like, every, I'm just awake. So yeah, that that's my general one. But again, I'm not saying you, you need to do this. You know, this is your way. Because I, I know guys who've messaged me on Instagram when I've said it before, like, yo, man, I'm really struggling. And I'm, tr- I'm like, yo, listen, you don't have to do it. Please, oh, like, if it if it doesn't work for you, like if you're sleeping at twelve p.m., do not try and wake up at four. Like, you know, sorry, if you're sleeping at twelve a.m., like that's not gonna work. So you know, yeah. make sure it works for you, but ensure that you're sleeping. Not some of us sleep way too long. Like, why are you sleeping for twelve hours? Like, you don't need to sleep for ten hours. You don't need it. Your body only needs six. So what? So why you're asleep for? For the people like, I need nine hours for what? Are you a whale? Why are you sleeping for nine hours? <laughs> okay, awesome stuff. So you gathered <laughs> there that Mike is intentional about his time. <laughs> I might have offended somebody by saying say that. Oh man! No, but think about it. Why do you need to, why who needs to sleep for nine hours? What are you doing that you're sleeping for nine hours? <laughs> okay so you can quote mike and say don't be a will <laughs> <laughs> how, how, what, what's your what's your sleeping pattern out of curiosity <laughs> my sleeping pattern is i wake up at 5 30 bro um meditate uh pray do my bible study um do some workouts so i work my spirit mind and body in the morning and um, i plan my day and i i'm good to go yeah and then i i end my day at 9 30 that's it. That's so good. And 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 do you find journaling therapeutic and stuff like that? Definitely, man. Helps me to be grateful. Helps me to really have perspective, to criticize myself, and really be ready for the next day, man. Really helps me. So these are some tips for you guys. Um, the main point you should take again, like Mike, don't take what I do, don't take what he does. The main point is that you should be intentional with your time, intentional with your day. And you can find more information about Mike. Go to his profile. His Instagram handle, I think, is Mike Omonyi, O-M-O-N-I-Y. You know what's crazy, Olaita? You're the first person that got... You know what people call me? Michael Economics. Oh, they it think, does sound like that. I see they what think it's, Bruv, it's not economics. It says on my knee. We were like, oh, economics, economics. <laughs> economics, you know. That's where the money's coming in. <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> when you find the money, send it to me. okay amazing stuff it's been a pleasure yes brother guys i hope you've learned a lot on there from chasing your passion pursuing your fears choosing to follow your passion hard and you know learning from your journey and focusing on the outcome collaboration so many valuable tips that will help you on your journey if you have any questions reach out to mike on instagram or twitter whichever one you are on and for myself, like I said, I'm Coach Olaita and the face of the brand Olaiton, which is dedicated to really help people follow their passion. That's what I'm all about. This is why this conversation is here. So definitely contact if you any of these things um, resonate with you and we can see how we can help you out 
in this journey of pursuing your passion. You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> like you're the man. Honestly, you're you're doing such. I told you on off air, like you're doing such meaningful work, and I think this is just beautiful. Um, uh, like because social media is used for nonsense. There's definitely another live with one girl twerking right now. So to have this one on here, where you're actually purposefully like kind of uncovering all these different truths, like it's beautiful, man. So yeah, no good work. You're you're literally a light. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> <laughs> several likes and those people that are commenting but guys it's been an awesome time hope you're inspired and um yeah look forward to catching up with you guys soon thank you so much mike take care brother and take care bro thanks bro thank you for tuning in to the pursuit of passion podcast i hope you enjoyed it and more importantly i hope you were inspired to lead a fulfilling career that you deserve to support you on your journey i offer a free consultation so reach out to me and I would love to support you. The website to contact us at is www.olighton.com. That's www.olighton.com. Once again, it's your host, Olighton, and I look forward to catching you soon.